Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. Well, it looks like Donald Trump is winning. The grand jury is canceled for the rest of the week. They were supposed to meet today around noon, and apparently that's not going to happen. They've been told not to come. Alvin Bragg has issued a letter saying, we're just trying to follow the letter of the law. After the GOP sent a letter saying he's basically abusing his power, he writes back saying, look, look, we're just doing our jobs here. But since Donald Trump came out and said they were planning to arrest him, it has been pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Now, here's the funny thing about this and the most annoying thing. There's all these people who are many of them like super DeSantis fans going, well, Donald Trump is overhyping this story and and presenting a false narrative to raise money. He was never going to be arrested. Yo, the only reason Donald Trump is not being indicted is because he came out and created a major press storm. Yes, he has raised about one point five million dollars, probably more by now. But the craziest thing to me is like there is a grand jury. They are trying to indict Trump. And you have people being like, Trump shouldn't have said anything at all. Oh, man, it is so annoying. In my view, the only reason it was originally Tuesday, then it was Wednesday, then it was Thursday. Now, apparently it's not happening at all. And the only reason, in my opinion, is because Donald Trump put out a post. The news cycle was dominated by this. The GOP got involved and Bragg was like, oh, boy, we're in trouble. And then in this, we get this letter released that basically it literally says, and it's from 2018, that Cohen paid Stormy Daniels of his own volition and that Trump had nothing to do with it. And then, of course, they go, how does that even make sense? Why would Michael Cohen pay off Stormy Daniels? Donald Trump hires a lawyer and says, take care of these affairs for me, you know, whatever, send me the bill. Michael Cohen then thinks, wow, it sure is a lot of work dealing with someone like Stormy Daniels. Instead of going back and forth and doing these letters, I bet I could just pay her to make her go away. That makes perfect sense. And then Michael Cohen thinks, you know what I'll do? I'll incorporate that into my legal fees and send them to Trump. Trump probably had no idea. Anybody who works with a corporate lawyer knows this, okay? Like if you're, so if you're the CEO of a big company and a legal bill comes in, you probably don't even see it. You tell your COO, if it even gets to that level, you tell uh, one of your in-house in, in counsel, be like, just pay the bill. You tell the finance department, just pay the bill. 
Do you sit down and go put your glasses on and go over line item D? Mm, what's this? Uh, what's this fee? No. It's like, here's your bill for the month. Boom. That's what they're trying to go after Trump for. Well, it looks like Trump's winning. So let's break this down because now Bragg is claiming that Trump created a false perception of his pending arrest. Yeah, well, apparently it worked because y'all have a grand jury. Like this is the important thing to understand. There is quite literally a grand jury seeking to determine whether or not to indict Trump. Is Trump wrong to come out and do? Let's just say he wasn't going to be arrested. Trump was still in the right to come out and be like, they're trying to arrest me on Tuesday. Fight back. Here's the story from the Daily Mail. Actually, before we get started, because I really need to do this more often, head over to TimCast.com. Click the Join Us button. Become a member to support our work directly. As a member, you get access to you will get access to uncensored shows from Timcast IRL live around 10, 10 p.m. Monday through Thursday. And we are now doing call ins to the show. So you as a member can talk to us and our guests. We do about three to five every night. And I wish we, I wish we could do more, but we're doing our best. So sign up, get get access to our private members only discord. If you have not been a member before, it will take you six months to gain official access to the Voice VIP channel because we need to put some kind of gate on it to prevent, you know, extremists or activists or whatever. Or you can join the $25 a month tier and get instant access to the VIP Voice Lounge. And we're putting together a $25 member tier. But uh, we're trying to set this up to be a big community building thing. We need to have some kind of gate to prevent weirdos and activists from coming in and spamming the chat and attacking us and trying to get us banned. So we went with money and with time, choose yours, whichever one makes the most sense, and uh, support our work directly. Share this video, smash that like button. That really does help. Comment below. Let's read from the Daily Mail. The grand jury will not be convening for the rest of this week in the case of Donald Trump's hush money payment to porn star Stormy Daniels. Full stop, Daily Mail. It is now confirmed a Michael Cohen payment, not a Donald Trump payment. I digress. The new reports come after sources told DailyMail.com that Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg is having trouble convincing jurors to indict Trump. Many people, including Trump, expected the former president to be indicted this week. But an official confirmed to DailyMail.com that Bragg canceled the grand jury on Wednesday and Thursday. It remains unclear why the grand jury is not reconvening for the rest of the week. Amid reports, the panel needs to hear from a final witness before levying a judgment. I will tell you my opinion on this. It's because the GOP stepped up. You get people like Jim Jordan. It's because Donald Trump came out and said, look what they're doing. The GOP said, what do you think you're doing? And Bragg's going, oh, geez. Oh, boy, they're coming to get me. And he's, he's pulling his tie and he's sweating a little bit. huh? Here's what they say. One source told DailyMail.com they're having trouble convincing the jury to swallow the case. It's a weak case and has caused divisions in the DA's office. Other reports suggested the DA's office could contemplate a change in strategy. Trump has urged his supporters to take to the streets and protest as he still maintains complete innocence of any wrongdoing in the allegations. The former president acknowledged that he approved a $130,000 payment to porn star Stormy Daniels to settle what he called a nuisance fee but denied the affair. Now, see, I don't know if I believe this. Because that letter came out in 2018 where they outright stated it was Cohen of his own volition and Cohen was never reimbursed. Bombshell new documents obtained by the Daily Mail show that Trump's former attorney, Michael Cohen, claimed in a 2018 letter he was not reimbursed by his client or his businesses for the hush money payment to Daniels. The letter to federal authorities could throw a wrench in the works for prosecutors looking to pursue criminal charges against Trump for the payment. Cohen, a star witness in the trial, claims that Trump reimbursed him with personal funds. 
He later pleaded guilty for to violating federal campaign finance law over the hush money. Even if Trump is indicted this week, law enforcement sources tell Daily Mail that he would not need to come to New York for arraignment until next week at the earliest. Decidedly good news from the former president, who was preparing for one of his first 2024 campaign rallies in Waco, Texas on Saturday. Wow. Waco, baby. Damn. All right, Donald Trump. All 36,000 New York Police Department officers were put on high alert this week. So, so we know all of that information. Here's the, some of the latest developments. Check this out from The Guardian. Manhattan prosecutor says Trump created false expectation of imminent arrest. Alvin Bragg hits back at Donald Trump. Well, we got his letter right here, ladies and gentlemen, because we do that groundwork journalism for you. We pull up that letter. We got it for you. We are going to break down that information here. Tim Cass News. By email, the Honorable Jim Jordan, the Honorable Brian Steele, the Honorable James Comer, dear Chairman Jordan Steele Comer, the DA of New York County is investigating allegations that Donald Trump engaged in violations of New York state penal law. The investigation is one of thousands conducted by the Office of the District Attorney in its long history of pursuing justice and protecting New Yorkers. Oh, man, is that laughable. Meanwhile, people are being shot in the street, pushed onto trains. The investigation has been conducted consistently with the DA's oath to faithfully execute the laws of the state of New York. The district attorney pledged that the DA's office would publicly state the conclusion of our investigation, whether we conclude our work without bringing charges or move forward with an indictment. He stands by that pledge, and if charges are brought at the conclusion, it will be because the rule of law and faithful execution of DA's duty require it. Spare me your lies. This is a George Soros-funded DA who is letting criminals walk free. I'm not buying it. Your letter dated March 20th, 2023, in contrast as an unprecedented inquiry into a pending local prosecution. The letter only came after Donald Trump created a false expectation that he, would be, that he would be arrested the next day, and his lawyers reportedly urged you to intervene. Neither fact is a legitimate basis for congressional inquiry. It was reported the week before Donald Trump said this. We had the story. NBC News said pending indictment next week for Donald Trump. Now, I don't know why Trump said Tuesday. Someone maybe said something to him. Maybe he was right. Maybe he was wrong. All I know is I am more inclined to believe that the only reason they're suspending the grand jury right now is because Donald Trump went on the offensive. They want you to sit back. Let these people do whatever they want. They, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's conservatives saying this, like, oh, Trump shouldn't be doing this. Trump is just trying to raise money. Well, good for him, I guess, because there's literally a grand jury trying to indict him. Or I should say, d- deciding whether to indict him. There is a DA who wants to indict Trump. Trump should be fundraising off of this. He goes on. In New York, a district attorney, is it really? Is this where we go? is a constitutional officer charged with the responsibility to conduct all prosecutions for crimes and offenses cognizable by the courts of, uh, of the county in which he serves. Blah, blah, blah. Thanks for all that. These are quintessential police powers belonging to the state, and your letter treads into territory very clearly reserved to the states. You're cruising down the highway, windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com slash Carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. 
They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more, all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. Visit now. It suggests that Congress's investigation is being conducted solely for the personal aggrandizement of the investigators or to punish those investigated and is therefore indefensible. How about this? How about Jim Jordan and Congress is trying to stop what is clearly a political prosecution to attack the Republican frontrunner in a federal election? Now, that certainly says to me that Congress has jurisdiction in the matter. As articulated below, the district attorney is obliged by the federal and state constitutions to protect the independence of state law enforcement, blah, 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 blah. That's what I that's what I have to say about all this stuff. We get it. They're blaming Trump. But you know what? Trump did the right thing. Let's let's read their conclusion here. We trust that you appreciate the importance of our federal system, state law enforcement activities and the critical need to maintain the integrity and independence of state criminal law law enforcement and federal interference. Well, the DA's, huh? The in, Wait, what? The critical need to maintain the integrity and independence of state criminal law enforcement from federal interference. Sorry. Well, the DA's office will not allow a congressional investigation to impede the exercise of New York's sovereign police power. This office will always treat a fellow government entity with due respect. Therefore, again, we request, we request a meet and confer to understand whether the committee has any legitimate legislative purpose in the requested materials that could be accommodated without impeding those sovereign interests. We simply expect that our office also be treated in a matter consistent with New York status as a residuary sovereign and joint participant in the governance of the nation. Sure. And that's signed Leslie B. Dubeck, general counsel. I don't believe you. I believe that they want to uh, stop Donald Trump by any means necessary. Now, this is the story we got yesterday. Yesterday morning, Trump raises $1.5 million for presidential campaign since warning of arrest in looming NYC indictment. They say Trump's 2024 campaign confirmed to Fox News they hauled in $1.5 million in grassroots fundraising in three days following the former president's warning on Saturday. All right. So it was Saturday he issued that warning. It's been that then what, what, what was this yesterday? Add in one more day. He's probably looking at what, $2 million raised at this point? Now, with the news that he's that they're they're sending the grand jury away and they've postponed this, I think Donald Trump should come out and start clapping and say, thank you all for your support. Keep the pressure on. We can't stop now. We can actually defeat this thing, this fake prosecution. They say uh, in grassroots fundraising in three days, his warning on Saturday, the former president's campaign aggressively sprang into action following Trump's social media post, which sparked a firestorm of media attention. The team sent out a slew of fundraising emails. Actually, I literally just got a fundraising email as I was recording this. It came in about two minutes ago and it's asking for money. Let me see if I can. Um, I can't actually the email that I have. I can't actually read this. Let me see if I can uh, zoom in. And uh, it's very hard to read. The grand jury vote in the Manhattan witch hunt has been delayed at the final hour. It was reported that the Soros funded prosecutor had hundreds of pages of evidence from the grand jury that show I'm innocent. The left's total abuse of our justice system is a complete disgrace 
He goes on and then he asks for money. Contribute $24, 47, 75, 100 or 250 or another amount. That literally just came in right now as I was reading this. So I don't know what good for him. Good. I want to see Trump win in 2024. Uh, and it's the, and, and it, there's a lot of factors. It really, it really is. Uh, I'm disappointed in DeSantis over the, the indictment stuff. Um, I think Trump did a great job with East Palestine. So, you know, anyway, let's read more. The team sent out a slew of fundraising emails uh, spotlighting the likely indictment from Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg for the former president's alleged involvement in hush money payments. If the current Democrat regime can get away with threatening to arrest its biggest political opponent, then our once great republic will have fully descended into a into third world tyranny, Trump's campaign said in a fundraising email sent hours later. The email, which solicits donations, told supporters, you are country's only hope. Listen, there is a grand jury. It exists. They may return advisement of indictment. Trump is not wrong about that. Is he supposed to just sit back and say, well, I hope they don't indict me? Or should he get up, stand up and call in his supporters for help to fundraise and try and push back on this stuff? Trump is doing the absolute right thing. It's weird to me to see these people being like, Trump's just trying to grift off money. He was never going to be indicted in the first place and blah, 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 blah. Then what was the point of the grand jury? It's, it's so weird to see people. They're saying like, the, the, the conservative personalities and independent personalities that are pushing this Trump getting arrested narrative are just grifting to make money. And it's like, dude, this is a funny thing. The, the primary season is coming and it's going to be Trump versus DeSantis, I guess. And you've got Trump people burning DeSantis flags and calling him a traitor. And I'm like, dude, chill out. And now you've got DeSantis people being like, Trump is the ultimate grifter who's lying to his base to make money. And I'm like, you know what, man? I don't care for any of these people. Y'all can just shut up. Okay, DeSantis is a good dude who fought a good fight, who's fighting a good fight. I don't know if he has what it takes. I think he's shown some weakness. Donald Trump is pushing back against an attempt to indict him, which is clear and in the press. I am not doing videos about this because I just arbitrarily decided one day that they were going to do it. I read a report from NBC News saying grand jury will return indictment next week. Then Donald Trump posts they're going to arrest me next week maybe a little hyperbolic. And we talk about what's going on. And you've got the DeSantis people being like, Trump's just grifting. And then you've got the Trump people being like, DeSantis, I know, I know for this story right now, DeSantis is not relevant. I'm just really annoyed by the pro DeSantis people being like, well, Trump was wrong to do this. I am not interested in being involved in a culture war battle with people who are like, the best thing Trump could do while there's a grand jury seeking to indict him for BS charges is to sit back, say nothing and let them do it. That's stupid. Trump should double his efforts. Trump should send more emails and he should say, help us push back on these insane politicized attempts at persecution and prosecution. They say Trump has long been the most potent fundraiser in the GOP, thanks to his prowess with small dollar grassroots donors. The former president brought in roughly nine point five million in fundraising in the six weeks following his mid-November campaign launch. A respectable figure but less than the nearly $12 million his fundraising committees hauled in during his, the six weeks prior to his announcement that he was running a third time for the White House. It's shaping up to be the biggest month of the campaign from a campaign finance standpoint. A Trump 2024 advisor who asked to remain anonymous to speak more freely told Fox News. Taylor Budowich, Trump's former spokesperson, who now heads up MAGA Inc., the top super PAC supporting the former president's White House campaign, predicted that an indictment would break open the political floodgates and deliver support and campaign contributions like we've never before seen. Could it be 
that one of the reasons they are delaying the indictment is because they're watching Donald Trump be flooded with cash. Donald Trump sitting in his chair, staring down Alvin Bragg as stacks of money pile up in front of him. And maybe one of these Democrats went to Bragg and said, you need to stop this. Look what he's making money off this. Stop what you're doing. And Bragg's like, how do I get myself out of this one? I campaigned specifically on indicting Trump and now I have to and it's helping him. I love that Politico article we had the other day. He was like, stop overthinking it. Indicting Trump would be bad for him. Why? Why would it be bad for him? You think any Trump supporter will abandon Trump because of an indictment? It's going to embolden his supporters. And what about moderates? Moderates who are being told consistently that the left has lost their mind and they're abusing their power. Now they're trying to arrest a former president for the first time in history. Yeah, it's going to get Trump more votes. Here's what happens. You've got a lot of these never Trumpers saying that if Trump is the nominee, they won't vote for him. Fine. I don't care. I really don't. If DeSantis is the nominee, you will see, for the most part, Trump supporters supporting Ron DeSantis. And many of them won't. They don't like the guy. That's fine. But you've got prominent never Trumpers and much more of them saying they will. It's DeSantis or nothing. Okay, dude, I'll take either of them, to be completely honest. I'd prefer at this point Donald Trump. Last year, I said DeSantis. That changed. I don't think DeSantis has the strength. It's unfortunate. He's done a great job. He's got the strategy. He's got the tact. But he lacks that vigor. I just don't see it in him. You know, when he was standing up there, he was talking about central bank digital currencies. And it's like, what you can see here is, imagine someone who's really good at strategy, but not physically strong. That, that, you know, like, I'm not saying literally. I'm not saying DeSantis isn't physically strong. I'm saying his strength is the strategy of his campaign. The, uh, uh, the parental rights and education bill, banning central bank digital currencies, things like that. You know, opposing vax mandates. It's him saying, I'm listening to the people and I'm going to make these correct moves. But that's not what gets you votes, okay? What gets you votes is when you stand tall, giving a speech, and someone shoots at you and you keep giving your speech. I'm not saying Trump did that. I'm saying it is, sh- it is a-, a show of strength. That's what convinces people. You take a look at how Democrats win elections. Do they win elections with sound policy? Of course they don't. And you know it. And Democrats know it too. They say whatever they have to say to convince the Democrats to vote for them. And that's it. Vote blue no matter who is what they say. Huh? No matter who? So like a block of blue cheese? Doesn't matter. It's not Trump. Well, there's no policy there. You would actually support John Bolton if he ran as a Democrat? Vote blue no matter who. No matter who. What if Dick Cheney ran as a, a, a you know, you get Liz Cheney. I'm a Democrat now. You're going to vote for her? Yeah, I don't think so. These people are full of it. So I'll tell you this. Good on Trump. Trump should keep raising money. I hope he does. I hope he doubles this. I hope he triples this. I hope he uses this to every way imaginable to benefit his chances in winning in 2024. Because something's got to change. We cannot sit back and let the, the weirdo leftist cult just do whatever they want. You listen to what they say and they're like, the people on the right want power. Like the, the, Mitch McConnell won't do anything. The Republicans never use power. It's insane. Meanwhile, Antifa's going around smashing windows and burning buildings to the ground. And they're like, don't look at us. That's a peaceful protest. Spare me. Trump should pull out all the stops. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. Major news this morning. Carrie Lake has a massive victory. 
in her election lawsuit, the Arizona Supreme Court has revived her claim on signature verification. Now, while the corporate press is reporting that she's she's lost everything, all of her claims, you need to understand, Carrie Lake files a lawsuit. She files a series of claims, claim one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, etc., because many of them will not get through. This seems like a basic legal strategy. Here are all the issues we've had. We've maximized our legal arguments, presented them before the court, and the court has said, actually, that one, that's a good argument, and it needs to be reviewed. And that is signature verification. Basically, what happened is a lower court told Carrie Lake's team, you can't sue over this because signature verification has to do with policy, not procedure. Therefore, your lawsuit should have come before the election, not after. Well, the Arizona Supreme Court actually said, what? That makes no sense. She would had to have had something to sue over. So I'll tell you, I don't know where this goes, because it may be that these courts know there is a real issue at hand in terms of what happened in the Arizona election with Carrie Lake. So they can't just set the precedent, but they also don't want to be the one to do it. Right. So what I mean is the lower courts like "Ah, we're, we're getting rid of this one. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Arizona Supreme Court's like, you know, she actually has a point here, but let's not take this upon ourselves. Let's send it to them so they deal with it because, uh uh-oh. Things, get, things might be getting really messy. You know, on, uh, on IRL, we were talking about how Ron DeSantis doesn't have what it takes to be uh, president. And the reason is his response to the Alvin Bragg indictment of Donald Trump, which has not yet happened and may happen today. Who knows? But Ron DeSantis, he called out Soros DAs. That's good. He then had some weird snipe about Trump paying off a porn star or whatever, which people kind of groaned at. But he didn't. He didn't go strong enough. He said he wasn't going to get involved. I don't know what goes as I'm not getting involved. Instead, he should have said, as many of you have heard me say, he should have said, you will not extradite Donald Trump from this state. You will not send your agents here. It won't happen. He should have said, we will physically stop you. Instead, he's like, well, I'm not getting involved. You know, apparently, if Trump is arrested, the Secret Service is going to arrange for his surrender. So I'm not sure Ron DeSantis could do anything anyway. But this is a really good thing. This is really funny. On the show, on IRL, as we're talking about this saying Ron didn't do enough, 
And I like Ron DeSantis. I really do. I, I, I just think that he's got all these opportunities and he's missing. And so I'm not sure he's the guy. But I said, you know, Ron DeSantis would not say what needed to be said about defending Trump. But you know who would? And Ian, without missing a beat, goes Carrie Lake. And I'm like, yep, Carrie Lake is the person. If she was governor of Florida, if Trump was in Arizona, she would say she's the person who would stand up and be like, Donald Trump will not be extradited and you will not set foot on, our, on, 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 on in our territory to execute such a warrant. She would totally do it. Now, the signature verification thing is the big deal, because as you may have heard with my previous segments, the arguments I've had over the 2020 election, one big component that a lot of Trump supporters keep bringing up is signature verification was not done properly. I understand this. And so my argument is, I get it. They're, they're, they're using le- legal mail-in ballots, which you need to understand. They create universal mail-in voting. They then go door to door. They get as many people to, 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 to fill out ballots. They get people to go to nursing homes, collect ballots all legally. Here's the issue. Many of these ballots, there's a standard rate of signature verification that results in rejection. The rejection rates were extremely low. And a lot of people argued that's fraud. And my issue with that is, fine, call it whatever you want, but it's, but it's not legally constituting fraud to be bad at your job or to think as an individual, I think the signatures are fine. It's not, it's not fraud. They have created a legal apparatus by which they are allowed to do that. Now, you and I may both say that's nefarious, malicious, and underhanded. Different point. Carrie Lake now will get to reopen that claim. And if we get to see a hard review, this is how you win. So good job, Carrie Lake. If they get these ballots and they're like, take a look at the envelope, take a look at the ballot, the signatures don't match. Precedent can then be set. This could be huge. Let's read the news. Postmillennial reports the high court ordered Maricopa County Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson to review that element of Lake's case again to determine if Lake can prove votes were affected in sufficient numbers to alter the outcome of the election. Oh, man. I don't know if it goes that far, honestly. He sends it back to this other judge. This other judge is, look, anybody who knows anything about the election in Arizona knows that there were very serious issues that were reported by the corporate press. Ballots were printed. The wrong, the wrong ballot image was printed the wrong size, causing ballot uh, tabulators to not correctly tabulate them. Now, I don't believe that in and of itself affected the outcome. But let me clarify. If people tried to fill out their ballot, they would then put it into box number three, where it would later be counted. Now, we've seen this viral video. There's this guy and he was like, if I told you to go to a bank and we can't count your money right now, just put in that box over there and we'll figure it out later. You'd be like, no way. And your vote, and he says, is your vote worth more than money? Just ask Mark Zuckerberg. Just ask Bill Gates, et cetera. Et cetera. Of course, your vote is worth more money. But let me clarify. The issue with the, the counting of these ballots, placing them in box number three, I got no issue with. You know why? A lot of people have said, you got to, uh, we got to do mail-in, or you got you to do paper ballots only one day, none of this late stuff, none of this mail-in stuff. So what's the difference? If you get a ballot, you fill it out, you put it in a box, what's the difference? I'll tell you the difference right now. The ballot tabulator errors, the issue at hand for me is not that the ballot was placed in a box to be counted later. The issue is that it created big jam ups that likely resulted in people leaving. And we've heard from people saying they left. 
because people showed up to polling places and were like, what's taking so long? Whatever. I'm out of here. And they try and argue you can't prove it. Well, yeah. How do you go back in time and track all the people who left and did not return? We don't know that number. That is a problem. Now, as for the ballots being counted, you know, from box number three or whatever, well, there's still an interesting point to be made that the people who are then counting the ballots may lie about it, I guess. But then you're talking about very serious allegations, widespread. I don't know how you prove that. Honestly, I really don't. Pull up all the ballots again, recount all of them with, with a bipartisan group or something. What I can tell you is that the issue of signature verification may be, could be a long shot, could be a death knell. I would be surprised if Carrie Lake gets reinstated as, as governor. But there seems to be a potential for it to happen. Let me read some more. Lake made several legal claims in her case, six of which the state's high court said were properly dismissed by the lower courts. However, according to an opinion released Wednesday, written by Chief Justice Robert Brutnell, the trial court erroneously dismissed Lake's claim challenging the application of signature verification procedures on early ballots in Maricopa County. And as a result, sent the claim back to the lower court to reconsider. Lake lost to Katie Hobbs by just over 17,000 votes, but has contested the results. And good for her for doing so. I think that is what, what Carrie Lake is doing. I got to say, I'm sorry. Part of me hopes she loses. Part of me does. You know why? Because she should be Trump's VP. Because we talked about it with Ron DeSantis. I said before, DeSantis is VP material. He's like the VP guy. And now I'm thinking about it. And after everything that happened with the brag stuff, I'm like, nah, it's Carrie Lake. You know, I was saying before, I'm not sure it should be Carrie Lake because she hasn't actually been in office. And it makes sense to like actually serve to a certain degree before moving up to a higher rank. But you know what? Neither did Trump. Neither did Trump. And so, you know, it makes perfect sense that Carrie Lake would be the vice presidential candidate for Donald Trump. And um, I'm, I'm all in. I think that would be amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I think Donald Trump knows it. You've got Carrie, Carrie Lake. She has the decorum and the tenacity that uh, uh, is needed for this job. Donald Trump lacks the decorum. Hands down, I will never say otherwise. Of course, I believe Trump lacks the decorum. But my view has always been, at first, 2016, didn't trust him, didn't know, whatever. 2020, okay, the dude may lack the decorum, but man, does he get the job done? And does he support the things that I want to see? So you know what? I will take it. Carrie Lake supports things that I want to see and has the tenacity and the decorum. Oof. Talking about a powerful team right there. So it's almost like Carrie Lake don't don't win in Arizona. I look, you know, I think this shows that Carrie Lake really does care about Arizona. She's lived there for a long time. She wants to be the governor. She wants to, to fight for the people of Arizona. There were problems. But I'm almost like, man, take it to the next level. If 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 here, here's my here's my potential prediction here. Here's my prediction. I'm not gonna give it a, a 100 percent chance. I'm just saying I believe it is possible. That Carrie Lake's lawsuit on signature verification loses because the lower court already tried kicking her out. And then she joins forces with Donald Trump. And then we see a very, very powerful 2024 man. Could you imagine? Mike Pence ain't got nothing on Carrie Lake. And that was one of Trump's biggest problems is the weak people around him. But could you imagine Donald Trump doing his thing? And Carrie Lake as like the wrecking ball in front of him. Trump's already a bull in the China shop, a bull in the ivory tower. Add Carrie Lake to the mix and woo, that's a ticket I would like to vote for, hands down. In her challenge, the former TV anchor claimed 
There were problems with ballot printers at some polling locations in Maricopa County, which is where over 60 percent of uh, Arizona's voters live. The ballots were printed too light to be read by the on-site tabulators at polling locations. And as a result, lines backed up in some areas. Yes. But it was also, what was it, like 19-inch images on 20-inch paper? So the machines were, it was misaligned. It was, it couldn't read it. And this backed everybody up. And they said, don't worry, just put it in box number three. Yes, fine. But that doesn't account for all the people who've been standing in line for 30 minutes being like, what's going on? Because the machine wasn't working and no one knew what to do. County officials countered, claiming that those at the locations had the opportunity to vote and that all ballots were counted because the ones affected by the printer malfunctions were taken to more sophisticated counters at election headquarters, except they can't tell us how many people left. And we've heard many stories of people who did. That's insane. According to the opinion by the state's high court, Lake's challenges were insufficient to warrant the requested relief under Arizona or federal law. However, Lake's sixth legal claim, alleging that Maricopa County did not follow signature verification procedures, was ordered to be reviewed by a county judge. According to the Arizona Republic, the county and appeals courts originally ruled Lake's signature-related challenge applied to the policies themselves, not how the policies were applied in 2022 and dismissed her claim based on the grounds that she filed her legal challenge too late. But the state Supreme Court ruled Wednesday that was an error, saying Lake could not have brought this challenge before the election. In her claim, Lake cited Arizona law requiring signatures on early ballot envelopes be checked against the signature already in a voter's file, and sets the process and timeline for verifying or curing a ballot if the signature doesn't appear to match. Lake claimed Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richard's office accepted a material number of ballots with unmatched signatures. That is not a policy question. That, I, I got to tell you, when I heard that, I'm like, yo, these lower courts are screwing around. She's outright saying like, this signature does not match. Look. And they went, you should have filed before the election. That's, a, that, that's ridiculous. What? The ballot didn't exist before the election. We're lucky the Supreme Court actually said to do it. But you know what the bad thing is with all of this? is that anybody who's paying attention, like you or I, we can see how crooked and corrupt the system is. Now, hopefully, this goes back to those courts, and they're forced to say, okay, fine, we'll look at the ballots. And then we get some images. The public takes a look at a handful of these ballots, and then we can determine. And I got a feeling we may find faulty signature verification, because this is the issue at hand. You get somebody who wants the Democrat to win. And their standards go from from 10 to to one. They'll say, you know, those signatures look kind of similar. Mm, I I don't I don't know, though. The the loops here are weird. This doesn't seem to be the same one. It's similar. But no, I'm I'm rejecting it. Normal process. The process with Carrie Lake, I'd imagine potentially could be something like, well, close enough. Vote is good because they don't want her to win. And whether it's intentional or not, there is a bias in the system. So we need to have a public review of signature verification. And if you think Carrie Lake is crazy or a whiny baby and should lose, what is the problem? Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a 
over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. Just, okay, fine. Show the public some of these signatures and say, boom, there it is. Now, I suppose the issue they'll argue is privacy. The signature of the private individual should not be released. But let's have someone review those signatures and then say whether or not they match. Let's have a triple down. Let's get someone from the Libertarian Party, from the Green Party, from the Republican Party, from the Democrat Party to look at two random two signatures without knowing who they voted for. And then they can each independently say whether those signatures match. That'll be interesting. Because then who knows what's going to happen? Now, I don't know where we're going to end up in 2024. And I've been meaning to cover this story, but I never got around to it. Ron DeSantis saying, I can win the presidency. Yeah, he could. If he's the nominee, I will vote for Ron DeSantis. I like Ron DeSantis. I really do. I think he's a fantastic. I think he's the best governor, just the best. But he's not. I don't know. He's really shown in these past few weeks to be more of a C plus kind of guy. C minus statement. Donald Trump is, you know, I'm not going to say Donald Trump is a plus. Carrie Lake, I think, has everything to be president. She is presidential. I really do mean it. I hope to see as time uh, as time goes on, we move past this Arizona stuff and then we, we could see a vice presidential and maybe presidential Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake is smart. She understands the system. She communicates effectively. She is strong. And I think presidential all the way. Ron DeSantis, man, I got to be honest, great policy. And, you know, you know, for Carrie, maybe when Carrie Lake is running for president, DeSantis could be uh, VP because Carrie Lake is the person who's going to stand up in front of the press, calm, collected, but stern and deliver that message as she's done over and over again. And it's, it's brilliant. You get all these people who are like, we can't have Trump because he's a potty mouth or whatever. Don't worry. Carrie Lake will do a lot of the press for Trump. Trump will do a lot of press himself. He'll bypass the press. Well, Trump can't help but give these interviews, which is stupid. But I'm, I'm telling you, you get that Carrie Lake on a national stage. She's talking about the policies they're implementing. She has the media literacy and experience and can come after these people with, with, with strong arguments. It is going to be tremendous. Everybody agrees. Ron DeSantis, man, I got to be honest. I want to see, and this was his opportunity. It was his opportunity to stand up. But you know, he doesn't want to do it because he wants the votes of some of these Democrats. He's thinking that I can win back some of these never Trumpers. So I'm going to be calm about it. Big mistake. They're not going to vote for Ron DeSantis. They're already attacking him, saying he's worse than Trump because they just don't want him to win because they're a cult. But I don't, I don't know if Ron gets it. Or maybe he just made a mistake. Maybe he just missed the opportunity. Look, again, I really like the guy. He's a great governor. He's fantastic. But he needed to stand up at that podium and say, simply put, there will not be an extradition of Donald Trump from this state. The only way Donald Trump will be arraigned or arrested is if he so chooses to surrender. But barring that, I will not allow 
anyone to come into my state and take this man from his home because of these BS political charges. Try me. Oh, man, could you imagine if DeSantis said that? I think Carrie Lake would. Something to that effect. Calm and rationally being like, you will not, mark my words, enter this state to extradite Donald Trump. I just really want to see it happen. I just want to see a politician say those things. You know what? Fine. That's why I, I get it with Trump. I absolutely get it. Donald Trump goes up on stage and says, screw them, screw them. I'll do, I'll do what needs to be done. And people were like, finally, a politician just outright saying it. But here's the thing. With Donald Trump, you get a bit of silliness in it. He's up on stage and he goes, the corporate press and their lies harming this country. And it's like, you know, it's great, but it's 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 a bit silly. It, it absolutely is. When they were like the famous moment, Megyn Kelly says, Donald Trump, you've called women fat pigs. And he goes, only Rosie O'Donnell. Everyone starts screaming and laughing and cheering. I get it. He's just talking. He's smacking things down. What I want is a more serious version of that. I think Carrie Lake has it. I think Ron DeSantis does not have it. A more serious version. Maybe it's just because what I would want to do. You know, in my day, I've been involved in many legal matters. And, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a cost-benefit analysis in any conflict. And when you have very little to lose, you have all of the leverage. When you fear nothing you have the leverage. I've been in legal negotiations over settlements and things like that. I'll try and keep it uh, somewhat vague for obvious reasons. You're not supposed to talk about these things. But I, 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 I have this um, way about me. If someone comes and says, we want to resolve a matter for you know X amount, I always do an inverse negotiation. I was negotiating with someone once and they said, and I, I, was, I was suing someone and um, I was demanding let's just call it, um, let's just say $10,000, because I don't want to give out any specific details. And they come back to me and they say, okay, well, let's meet in the middle and do 75. And I go, now it's 12. What? We're negotiating here. I'm like, you're right. And you're wasting my time. Anytime you come back to me with a number I did not ask for, it goes up. It's 12 now. You pay me the 12. Otherwise, the next time you come back to me, it's going to be 14. And they go, okay, 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 okay. Because I don't care. That's what I want to see in a politician. You come to me and I will be reasonable. Okay. Someone comes to me and says, we have a dispute. And I go, okay, fine, fine, fine. Let's not waste anybody's time. Here's my offer. You then try to come back and say, your offer is no good. I say, now you're getting less and try me because I will not accept a waste of time. You want to cost me money? Then we will take it up to the highest degree and you will spend every penny because I have nothing to fear and nothing to lose. Can you say the same? I want to see that in a presidential candidate. I want to see that in a vice presidential candidate. Ron DeSantis does not have that. He has shown us he has everything to lose. When he stood up there and says, listen, I'm not going to get involved in the extradition thing. I don't know what goes into this and blah, blah, blah. You know what, man? I don't care. If you threaten to take away everything, you will have to try. If you want to go to war with me, expect 
to expend every ounce of your energy. That is what I want to see in a presidential candidate. That's why I think Kerry likes the right person. I often talk about this when it comes to um, crime and muggings, and I've told this story before, that there's probably a bit of recklessness in my character because I'm, I don't know, probably too arrogant. But my attitude is always, I've been mugged once before. And what, hap- what happened was a guy walks up to me, starts saying, hey, give me some of your money. Why don't you give me your money? And they do this thing where they try to panhandle. And then I, I just kept walking and I laughed. And I was like, bro, I don't have any money. And then he's like, I know you're lying. I know you got it in your shoe or whatever. And I'm like, shut up. No, I don't have any money. And I'm like, I'm not going to entertain this guy. He was much bigger than me. He had a guy following me. Fortunately for me, some cop was, was following him because they saw what he was doing, grabbed him and slammed him up against a fence and screamed, not in my town. Truth, I, I know mo- most, many of you have heard that story because I see people commenting about it. But I'm telling you, that is my attitude. And I think it's the important one. There was this study they did where they showed criminals videos of people walking down the street and asked them, which one would you mug? Sure enough, the people that these criminals are, yeah, probably that guy, had been mugged before. There was something about the way they carried themselves that made them look like easy targets. And so I have always had this thing about me where if you want to fight me, it will be the hardest fight of your life. If you want an easy mark, go find someone else. Because maybe, maybe you win in the end. And maybe it makes me pay big or whatever. But boy, will you not enjoy the maximum duration, the maximum stress. I will make you have to earn it. That's why I like Carrie Lake. Because <laughs> I see that in her. Because I see that. You want to go fight with you. Look what's going on right now in this lawsuit. She's like, uh-uh. You are going to, you are going to go uh, like to every degree. She will make it painful. If you want to go to war, you got it. That is what we need in our leadership. So, you know, as much as I want Carrie Lake to win, because I truly believe she cares about Arizona and she and she's fighting for it. You know, part of me is like, well, the worst case scenario is if she doesn't make it, maybe Donald Trump will select her as VP and we will get one of the best possible presidential tickets we've ever seen. That's just me, though. Maybe I'm just arrogant. I don't know. But I'll say this. If you don't believe me, go watch that video. I was on Tucker Carlson because an Antifa guy tried attacking me and I stood there, tightened my abs and, and, and you know, and said, do it. You want to swing at me, bro? And then Tucker had me on his show and he talked about it. And I'm like, listen, man, he said he was like flinching at me and swinging at me. And I'm like, you really going to do this? You want to hit me on live stream? Make it happen. Make my day. Because then the press is going to be Antifa strikes journalist. Do it. Oh, don't waste my time, you whiny babies. That's what I want to see in a candidate. That's what I see in Kerry Lake, not Ron DeSantis. Sorry, Ron, I'm a big fan. You do great policies, but you're not showing that you have the guts and the, that, that growl. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see y'all then. Vladimir Putin body double conspiracy theory. Okay, I can't, I can't. If you came to me and said, hey, Tim, did you know that a world leader used a body double? I would be like, duh, we know they all do. Didn't we talk about this with Saddam Hussein? We know they do. Why would they not? U.S. world leaders are probably, uh, U.S. leaders are doing it. European leaders are doing it. Why wouldn't Vladimir Putin be doing it? Okay, it's still a really fun subject. 
A new viral video adds fuel to Vladimir Putin body double conspiracy theory. The New York Post reports a new viral video is adding fuel to conspiracy theories that Russian strongman Vladimir Putin is deploying doppelgangers for risky public outings, including on the ground in war-torn Ukraine. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> this is crazy. The clip, which has been making the rounds in recent days, further inflames speculation that Putin is playing it safe by using as many as three different body doubles to dodge any potential danger, according to a report by the Daily Mail. Who is ruling Russia? The video asks. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's see what, what this video is all about. See, we got sound on this thing. Yeah, it's clearly a body double. They forgot to put in his jaw and his false teeth. That could be true too. Who is really ruling Russia? Oh, look at all these different pictures of Vladimir Putin. Now, this is actually a really good one. You take a look at this image right here, and it's like February 21st, Vladimir Putin's got this big chin. Then March 18th in Sevastopol, he got no chin, and his cheeks are all puffy. Then you look over here, and the hair, you know, is whatever, on the 19th, and they're saying it looks a little different. Now, I think these two guys, probably the same dude, this guy may be a different guy. And this could explain why they're saying that Putin's sick or whatever. It could be that he's just using a body double, body double sick. I don't know. But like they post these photos of ears and everything. Let, let, let me read this. A specialist long ago noticed the differences between the Russian president's body doubles, the video says in Russian, a ledge on Putin's earlobe constantly changes, as does a small mole on his face. One of the Putins has straight wrinkles on his face. The other has small and interrupted wrinkles. The video claims this is impossible even if he had Botox injections. Now, look, I am not going to entertain the Biden by Dan conspiracy theory. You ever see this one? It is hilarious. I love it. By Dan, they, they call there's like old photos of Joe Biden before he got a facelift and like fillers and stuff. And they call him by Dan. He's wrinkly with a double chin and and he didn't get his hair plugs or whatever. And they call him by Dan. And it's like, dude, they're not using body doubles for political speeches. That's stupid. They're using body doubles for going to meetings and going to other countries and dangerous things. And when you think Biden is like at this place, it may be a body double, not for standing up on a podium and giving a and giving a speech. They say the wild theory gained steam earlier this week when Ukrainian government advisor Anton Gerashenchenko floated the idea that the photos of Putin during an impromptu visit to the Ukrainian cities of Mariupol and Sevastopol appeared to be different men. I mean, they, they do. They appear to be different men. Gerashenchenko, an advisor to the internal affairs minister in the war-torn country, highlighted differences in the neck and chin area in men identified as Putin. Images of the Russian leader taken in Moscow on February 21st seem to show him with a thinner neck compared to the jowls of the men pictured in Ukraine Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, look at this. You got big old jowls. What's up with that? Huh? I mean, maybe he's getting Botox. Evidently, the weakest double was set to Mariupol. The video posted by the Daily Mail claims they forgot to put in his jaw. Interesting. As a small as is a small mole on his face. Look at the ears. The ears are different. A ledge on Putin's earlobe constantly changes. Oh, look at that. Putin's surprise appearance in Ukraine was his first appearance in the Russian occupied territory since Moscow launched an invasion of the country last year. Rumors that he uses lookalikes have circulated for years, but have never been proven. 
After Putin's visit to Ukraine over the weekend, the country's military intelligence rep, Andriy Yusov, quipped that a man that looks like Putin visited Mariupol. I think they all know everyone does it. And they're doing this to try and discredit or hurt the reputation of Putin. Putin visiting these places is shocking. It's an attempt to show that he has total control over these regions. Now, I don't know if it was actually Putin or not, but I would not be surprised if Putin sent in a body double. They do this for a lot of different people. They do it in move. Okay, you know what a stunt double is? They will get an actor. Quite easily find an actor who looks like him. Now, you mean to tell me you would believe that Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise get body doubles for movies when they're like jumping a five foot gap between, you know, between like buildings or something, but that the president of Russia would not get one when going into an active war zone. And doesn't that make a little bit more sense? Not to mention a World War Three, baby. The West has brought humankind to the brink of nuclear Armageddon with its decision to use depleted uranium ammo in Ukraine, says Russia's U.S. envoy. Anatoly Antonov was responding to statements by U.S. officials that depleted uranium munitions are a standard type of weapons. So um, it's another story, but it's related. So you mean to tell me you think Vladimir Putin is going to personally come down to a place where they've begun using tank busting depleted uranium? It's war, man. If he loses his life, then they lose everything. Why would he risk that? He's going to get a stunt double. You call him a body double. Just call him a stunt double. Stunt double, you're heading to Mariupol. You're going to go make it look like we're doing great things. If they can do it for random. Look, I know people who are, I know some stunt doubles. They stunt double for people who are not even famous or well-known. There are actors and actresses that are like D-list celebrities who get multiple stunt doubles. Duh. Now, that aside, World War III may be because the U.S. has begun using depleted uranium. The reason they do, it says penetrator is made of depleted uranium nearly twice as dense as lead. That's really cool. Look at this. Steel casing is a gigantic cartridge. Gun barrel, propellant charge, steel case, sabo, tank armor, stabilizing fin, and then this, this, the sabo uh, is what ejects from the projectile as it, as it launches. I don't know the exact reason. It says one steel case projectiles blasted out of a tank barrel before shedding aluminum sabo. Dart-like projectile is able to stay sharp and penetrate tanks armor with depleted uranium, uh, uranium tip burning away to vapor on impact. When the projectile breaks through, the burning depleted uranium turns the tank's interior into an inferno of searing hot gas and sparks. Now, I don't know if this stuff is considered nuclear weapons. I think that's basically the argument they're making. It seems the enlightened West, led by Washington, has irrevocably decided to bring humanity to a dangerous line beyond which a nuclear Armageddon is looming even more distinctly. According to a statement published on Monday, UK Minister of State for Defense Annabel Goldie wrote in response to an inquiry from a member of the House of Lords that the British government would send Ukraine munitions containing depleted uranium and featuring enhanced effectiveness against armored vehicles. Okay, so this is this is NATO doing it. It's not the U.S. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. It is. It is Britain doing it, and it's the Russia's U.S. envoy saying that we're bringing them to the brink of a of, of Armageddon or whatever. Okay, all right, whatever. National Security Co- uh, Council coordinator for strategic communications, John Kirby, speaks in this photo. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't, I, it's not the U.S. It's it's Britain. My mistake. 
Britain has used depleted uranium in its armor-piercing shells for decades and does not consider those rounds as having nuclear capability. Russia is known to also have ammunition containing depleted uranium. It's so dense and it's got so much momentum that it just keeps going through the armor and it heats up so much that it catches fire. When fired, a depleted uranium munition becomes essentially an exotic metal dart fired at an extraordinary high speed. Well, okay. I don't know if this is the catalyst for, you know, apocalypse or Armageddon or whatever you want to call it, but it definitely does seem like we are reaching that point, does it not? And so I must say to all of the people crying conspiracy theory, it's Vladimir. Why would you think Vladimir Putin would actually risk his life? You know what I mean? The conspiracy theorists probably would just be outright like, of course, he's not going to risk his life. And then liberals are probably going to join the conspiracy theorists because they're going to be like, that's right. Putin's a coward and an evil man. Now, here's the question for you. Joe Biden, does he have a body double? I would say I would bet a large sum of money that he does. Why wouldn't you? You think they're going to have Joe Biden go out and do stuff? The dude's on his his deathbed as it is, and he's not even in conflict. What about Kamala Harris? Of course. Why wouldn't these people? There was this viral moment where apparently Hillary Clinton went out with Bill and everyone's like, that is not Hillary Clinton. It does not look like her. It was weird. Face was totally different. And, and, and they're like, you're a conspiracy. You're crazy. It's like, OK, dude, I'm going to do I'm going to get I'm going to get a bunch of body doubles and I'm going to send them all around. And I and, you know, just just what? Because it's funny. And then have everyone be like, it's a conspiracy theory. That's Tim Pool. He doesn't have a body double. And then be like, yeah, I do. It was really easy to do. I don't know where we're going with this war stuff, but uh, I just thought this one was fun and funny. So, yeah, what do you think? Comment below. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The Young Turks are now derisively being called the Young Turfs. Oh, man, this one's good. Anna Kasparian of the Young Turks put out a tweet saying, don't refer to me as a birthing person, and the left is losing it. She got 14 million views on this tweet. Uh, I say bravo, Anna Kasparian. I agree with your assessment, and I think you are correct. There are there are certain there are, there are many people conservatives. I think like Matt Walsh has been pretty harsh on Anna, saying no, I'm not going to defend you. And I think Matt is 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 somewhat wrong, but we'll talk about the nuances here. So if you're not familiar with the phrase turf, it means trans exclusionary radical feminist. Now the funny thing is, I I, I they call people turfs who aren't even radical feminists. So I I don't even it just it just basically means you're anti trans, I guess. Jenk Uger of the Young Turks has come out to defend Anna, and they are both getting roasted by the left and being called liars and young turfs. Okay. Uh, Anna Kasparian is right. I am glad that she is right. Good for you, Anna. And I, I think the weirdest thing is that you've got people on the left roasting them as turfs, and you've got people on the right saying, basically, you're stupid, screw off. My attitude is like, hey, look, man. If anybody says something that is correct, I will give them credit for it. If you do not give people a path to walk down towards the light, they will take the only path available to them, which is the dark path. So if Anna Kasparian does a good thing, she deserves credit for it. Now, that being said, Anna is the kind of person who has made fake segments about me where she takes statements I've made out of context or quotes from other people that I've stated. Like, did you ever hear about the guy who said X? And they'll be like, Tim Pool said X. Like, it's insane. And I have comp- nothing but disdain for those behaviors. But let's read what Anna Kasparian said, and I'll show you the reaction. Anna tweets, I'm a woman. Please don't ever refer to me as a person with a uterus, birthing person, or person who menstruates. How do people not realize how degrading this is? You can support the transgender community without doing this ish. 
I believe this statement is 100% correct. You can absolutely support the transgender community without doing things like that. However, the activists don't care. And I think the reason is the transgender issue is being exploited by pedophiles to gain access to the LGBT community and resources. And because the woke left has a cult-like adherence to their social orthodoxy, they allow it to happen. Simply put, in response, oh boy, here we go. Carrie Lake says a broken clock. Shrug. I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I like Carrie Lake, but I don't see what the point of tweeting that is. I, I, what's the point? What's, what's the, what's the point? And then Anna Kasper, uh, Kasperian responds, I think you're an embarrassment to this country and a full-blown lunatic. Okay. Well, we're certainly getting somewhere, uh, are we? Zuby says, your side is going to roast you now. I hope you're ready for the tolerance. And she says, they have a right to speak their piece, as do I. Certainly. We have this tweet from the Humanist Report. I respect you a lot, but this notion that the mere existence of trans-inclusive terms, rarely used in casual conversations, somehow degrades women, comes right out of the rights anti-trans war on women playbook. There's a reason why they're praising you for this. Anna says, hey, Mike, you're a guy who has no clue what it's like to have your reproductive freedom taken away. But consider what it's like to have the same lawmakers who fail to protect our rights turn around and call us people with uteruses. It's not inclusive if cis women hate it. Whoa, whoa. Now, look, I agree. But based on leftist social orthodoxy, cis women have no say. So I understand what Matt Walsh is saying. Choose your battles. Which side are you on? Adherence to social orthodoxy or principle? I've seen Anna Kasparian come out on principle many, many, many times, and I can respect it. But too often, Anna Kasparian just falls into the tribal, uh, tribalism. So I don't know what else to say. But we got Jenk Uger. He's chimed in. He says, are people really pretending that, quote, people who menstruate is a term only used in clinical settings? AOC uses it, and she doesn't appear to be a doctor. If we all have agreement that it's not what you should call a woman in non-clinical settings, great deal. Let America rejoice. You see, here's the issue. Trans women are women, and women are people with uteruses. Trans women are women, and Anna Kasparian is a menstruator. You see why people take issue with this? Trans women are trans women, and Anna Kasparian is a woman. It's not hard. But if you come out and say, trans women are women, but Anna Kasparian is a cis woman, or Anna Kasparian is a menstruator, those are intentionally derogatory. You can't come out and say trans women get the preferred word and you don't without someone getting mad about it. Now, of course, Anna Kasparian's mad about it. And of course, Jenk Uger is defending her. But I love the response. The young turfs. <laughs> That's a good one. That was a real good one. The young turfs is right. I hope you all enjoy your life until the right is done with you and crumples your community like a Coke can. When y'all loose. That's what he said. He said, when y'all loose. Y'all's rights don't come begging for unity. Yeah, it's the funny thing about these people. They're not smart. Oh, boy. Um, I want to simultaneously extend an invitation to the Surfs, a rather small YouTube channel, but um, very active on Twitter. I'd love to have these guys or this guy come on Timcast IRL. I invite them. They won't do it. I, I really doubt they will. And the reason I bring it up is because they've done quite similarly uh, to what many of these people are doing. They don't actually read anything. You know, you know what I find? I think the left gets their news from each other and the right gets their news from the news. 
The left gets their news from other people who have heard from other people. So it's a big game of telephone of incorrect information, assumption, and then they just assign whatever view they want to people without facts. So it's like you get a bunch of mangled, garbled nonsense. I love this. This person tweeted, F. Anna Kasparian and the Young Turfs. Oh, geez. The Young Turfs. This guy, Aiden Comerford, says the Young Turks a month ago tweeting an Onion article mocking journalism on trans rights and Anna Kasparian of the Young Turks today being the sort of journalist that the article was mocking. This is what trans people mean when they say F. cis people. Oh, what if I said F. trans people? Like neither is appropriate. How about we just don't single out a group of people because some some people in that category are bad. You see, the issue is they're angry with Anna Kasparian, so they're mad at all people. Also, I don't use the word cis. It's a slur. Trans, a trans woman is a trans woman. A woman is a woman. A trans man is a trans man. A man is a man. There's a reason why there's words to describe these things because they're not the same thing. You can't come out and be like trans men are men and men are cis men. You, 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 you just you can't do it. OK, and you can try. And I'm going to say, don't know, don't care, wrong, shh, move on. He goes, and here is Cenk Uger of the Young Turks saying that trans people are never going to get an apology from them ever. LGBT plus people desperately need progressive cishet politicians and journalists help. And this crew have just signaled that they intend to abandon them. Someone tweeted, how long until she issues an apology? I say three days. And Jenk said, I say never. Let's see who is right. I, I respect the Young Turks for, for, for standing up here. But let's just talk about cishet. That's a slur. It is a slur. And there's no question about it. You don't get to decide what is or isn't a slur, right? The point is, the offended group say, don't call me that. That's offensive. If you then say, don't care, I don't think it is, that's a slur. Like, there's a lot of words I can't say because people find them offensive. Let's talk about a racial slur for, you know, Korean or Vietnamese people. Starts with a G. Um, is, is any white person mad if two white people say a slur about Koreans or Vietnamese people uh, in their own presence? Why would they be? They're not Southeast Asian. What about if you called a Korean or Vietnamese person this slur? Would they be upset? Many would be. Thus, whether or not it's a slur is defined by the person who is being targeted with the terminology. That doesn't mean I think people shouldn't be allowed to say or use them. I think it's inappropriate, but I don't think it should be illegal or anything like that. I don't think you're a good person if you try to target someone with insults based on their race. So why is it that these people can use this word to target other people in a derogatory and prejudicial manner? And that's okay. You see what they've done? Anna Kasparian is a cis woman, but they are women. They're quite literally saying we have a right to this word and you don't. Okay, I see where that's going. So, you know, if the Young Turks want to keep playing these games, these politics, they can do whatever they want. I hope Jenk and the Young Turks lose 10,000 paying monthly members for doing this. I hope they do. And I'm not saying that be mean, and I'm not saying it to wish them harm. I'm saying I hope they shed themselves of the evil cult members. And once they remove that revenue chunk from their business, they will be unencumbered. No chains. You see, before this, there was probably a fear. Hey, if we say something like that, we're going to lose a lot of money. Well, now they've lost it. So now they're going to be like, don't know, don't care. We'll just keep saying we want. And maybe these people can come back to the light. The Young Turks used to be pretty good. They really did. 
They weren't perfect. They were always fairly liberal and progressive. But then they went full cult. They were pro defund the police, then changed their mind. Good for them. Now they're saying this. Jen Uger also came out and said equity doesn't exist. That's a lie. I can't believe he doesn't know that. But he's saying we're in favor of equality of opportunity, not outcome. Respect. Say the right thing. I'll give you credit where it's due. So I will say this to Anna and Jenk. Good job. I respect it. Do more. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. Today, the CEO of TikTok testified before Congress. And I watched quite a bit of it. And he lied a whole lot. He says it's a place for free speech and free expression. Yet Timcast IRL was banned from TikTok for no reason. We are considered fence sitters. We have a very calm and rational academic approach on our main show. We have an uncensored show where it's a bit more vulgar, but we don't put that stuff on TikTok. No, they banned us for obvious political reasons. I want to tell you about how TikTok is preying on vulnerable people. And I want to show you this video from Clown World on Twitter. Horace, it, he pronouns. Okay, let's play this video. My name is Horace and I'm a red-tailed hawk. In our world, I do have the body of a hawk, but while fronting, I consider myself a Therian because I am in a human body, but my identity is still a hawk. Not all animal alters will identify this way, and I am, in fact, the only animal alter in our system who does identify this way. I am doing my best to come to terms with living in a human body. My name is Horace. Now, maybe it's a joke. I don't know. This could be someone doing a bit or a gag, but I really doubt it because we've seen this for quite some time. Other kin and trans species and things like this. I'll tell you what's actually going on with TikTok. Autistic individuals in the literal sense don't know how to socialize or fit in and are being shown a whole bunch of videos that say things like this. They then, excuse me, will just agree with, say, whatever they think they need to to fit in because they don't understand proper social cues. This person is not a red-tailed hawk. There is no inner world. There is no such thing as an animal altar. What's happening is they are being fed algorithms on TikTok, which is destroying the minds of vulnerable people. From the rap, House committee rails against TikTok as CEO defense app, quote, algorithm preys on vulnerable people. Testifying before the House Energy and Commerce Committee, TikTok CEO Xiao Zichu tried to allay concerns from Congress and the Biden administration about Chinese government influence on the company and how the app could be used for propaganda and to capture personal information from users. But you see, here's the problem. These people in Congress have no idea what the problem is. And half of the government is comprised of people as unwell as that young woman who thinks she's a bird. She's not a bird. She's a human being. Trying to come to terms with living in a human body, she says, well, no, you're just a human in a human body. And that's the issue. People like this are getting in government. And when they're in government, you have a hypoxic lobe. You will not be able to save yourself from drowning if half your brain is corrupted and damaged. And that's the problem. If the committee's interviewing, uh, questioning the CEO of TikTok, were all of sound mind, there would be no question. TikTok would be banned outright, but they are not. It's a combination of dotards and mentally hypoxic individuals. TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, etc. have corrupted the minds. Social media algorithms have corrupted the minds of people who have weak, have low mental fortitude. And they're in government and they will not let you take away from them. Therein lies the problem. 
If TikTok is part of the problem, how do we ban TikTok if TikTok is the poison by which people are in are unable to think properly? We're screwed. That's it. TikTok needs to be banned, but Democrats are now coming out and defending it. Why? Because their deranged and unwell constituency want this because they like the drugs. It is a mental drug. Of course, they'll never give it up. So how do you get popular support to ban something that is destroying people's minds? I have no idea. The Biden admin has suggested it might take actions to ban the social media app in the U.S. if ByteDance does not sell its ownership of TikTok to an American company. There are interested buyers as the app has around 150 million U.S. users. Recently, the company was accused of spying on American journalists. Committee chair Rep. Kathy McMorris Rogers opened the hearing with a searing rebuke of the app warning Shad that the world is watching. The staff report from the Commerce Committee advised that TikTok's surveillance capacity and practices require scrutiny given the platform's ties to the Chinese Communist Party. The staff report continued to state that from 2014 to 17, the CCP passed several laws requiring all Chinese tech companies to allow CCP officials to access user data. This is nothing I care about. I mean, look, we don't want Chinese spies or anything, but they don't get it. What's actually happening is our brain is being corrupted by these programs. I believe China knows this. I believe that's why the CEO is smiling, laughing, because he knows user data is not the issue. The corruption of the American people is, but the government is already corrupted. It's like a witch turning people into zombies and you're standing along the zombies being like, you better stop doing this, this spell casting. Right, everybody? And the zombies are like, and you're like, how come nobody's agreeing with me on this one? He lost already, dude. The crazy thing is, if we truly lived in authoritarian, despotic regime, we wouldn't have to worry about this stuff. That's a scary reality. The argument among those who are more libertarian minded is decentralization is better. And to a great degree, it is. But corruption can arise and then you get an emergency. A true philosopher king can save you from that emergency, but there's no guarantee that they are the true philosopher king. You may just give more power to the bad guys. How do you solve for these problems? I guess the only way these things ever change is through revolution. And that's a scary process, a scary thought. Here's what I see. With TikTok corrupting the minds of young people, social, uh, with YouTube, Twitter, etc., doing the same thing. The people whose brains have been plagued by this are now unable to see out of the brain plague and just say, you're, you're trying to ban us because we're progressive. Dude, I don't care if you're progressive, but you, you are not a hawk. You are not a bird, dude. How am I supposed to run a country and a civilization if that person thinks she's a bird? She's not. Is that the reality we're going to live in? So what do you do? Congress cannot solve the problem. TikTok will not be banned. Voting in uh, a politician who doesn't know what the problem is or one who just agrees with these hypoxic individuals is also not going to solve the problem. I don't have the answers. I mean, maybe Donald Trump, you need a strong man. You need someone who will come in and, ex- and sign an executive order banning TikTok outright. Let me show you what else we have going on. Clown World's got all the videos, man. Take a look at this. It's a video of people. Let me let me, uh, let me zoom in for you. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. I don't want to play that high shrieking noise. The guy just says, this is crazy. This is an Ulta right now. And you know what? I think there's another video of of a a similar but different moment. Take a look at this. 
It's a different store. These people are just going into stores, filling up black garbage bags with expensive product, and they leave. They probably go to someone and say, I'll sell you this stuff for 50 bucks. That's it. I don't care. I don't want to deal with it. Then that person buys it and then go sell it at a pop-up or wherever. I bet what they'll do is if you ever go to uh, Los Angeles, there are areas where they have pop-up makeshift markets. People are just selling stuff. You'll find all this there for dirt cheap. This is what's happening to our civilization right now. Because I have to politically debate someone who thinks they're a bird. Or, or somebody who is white who thinks they're black when they're not. Or lies pretending to be because they want political points. How are we supposed to solve for this problem? I think we need to ban TikTok first. And there's arguments about whether or not social media should be allowed at all. Look, I make my living off of social media. I think it's a, a good thing for, for a lot of reasons. But we have to have cultural and moral limits. We have to have shame. If you don't, then things just run amok. If everybody agrees certain things are shameful, and we do, don't get me wrong, like if, one, if, if, some, if that woman who said she's a bird made a video where she climbed a tree and took a dump on a car, everyone from left to right would be like, that's shameful. But the idea of what is shameful or not shameful to the right and the left are very, very different. And so the left allows and supports people who are unwell in the head saying, I'm a bird. I'm actually a bird. There's that one famous video where the woman's like, I am a doll. I am an inanimate object and I am occupying a human. No, you're not. You're just a, a kid who's confused. They're seeking validation. They're seeking understanding in a cruel world. And so they're deferring to social media apps where the algorithms are intentionally feeding them mind altering content, which destroys their ability to think. And that person votes against me. They vote against you. You're a guy who works in a factory. You're a guy who works in a warehouse. You want to feed your family and just get by. Guess what? When you vote for Trump, they vote for Biden. That mentally unwell person is voting. Democrats want more of it. And the more they get of it, the worse the problem will become until you get absolute idiocracy and there is no way to actually solve the issue. So I'll say it now. The first, first thing and foremost thing we can do is ban TikTok outright. Just ban it. Because the algorithms are controlled by foreign entities. I understand this idea, idea that we're like, we'll sell it to an American entity. That's not going to solve the immediate problem. Ban it outright. Otherwise, we're doomed. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.